0: Welcome into the WCIA 3-in-1 podcast. We're coming off that hunt thon If you don't like Big Ten football, <laughs> don't watch it. Don't watch that. That was uh, quite the game as Illinois gets the win 9-6 over Iowa to improve to 5-1 on the season 2-1 in Big Ten play. And while some people would lead you to believe that all wins are pretty, this one was... I'm not going to say it was ugly. It was a little messy. We'll call it messy at I'd times. I'd call it ugly. It wasn't great. It, was, it wasn't great. <laughs> Nine to six is rarely great. I'm Andy Olsen. He's Brett Behrens. Uh We're breaking down the big win for the Atlanta. They're out to their best start since 2011. Previously, they had bested their start in 2016 when they started four and one. Uh, but in that season, you know who Illinois lost to in their fifth game? In 2016, last time they started 4-1 game. Um, no. I Iowa. Remember. Was it really? So nice. fort- fortunes have changed in 2022 under Brett Bielema. They get Iowa in their fifth game of the season. Win this one instead. Uh, Brett, you were there. I was there for the first half before having to come back and get the show together tonight. Boy, I think we got to start with Tommy DeVito because that kind of set the tone for the rest of the game. We're going to get to the defense and how well they performed in this 9-6 to game. But, man, DeVito goes down in the first quarter. It looks like he's he's escaping a sack. There were a couple of big hits on there. I thought maybe it could have been a shoulder thing with the way that those two defenders converged on him. It ended up being an ankle. He leaves the game in the first quarter, doesn't come back. And uh, Art Sitkowski comes in, and, and that is the the biggest point in the game for Illinois where you thought oh boy things are things could get out of control here
1: it was the second play in a series of rushes from Tommy picked up 16 on yeah. the play before that or just a couple of plays before and was moving the chains with his legs and doing some positive things. Not an oak tree. And he is not an oak tree. That's that's right. We heard that last year from Brandon Peters. <laughs> but then he gets hit and goes out. And that's the biggest concern for Illinois this season. That does not have much depth. I want to give a lot of credit to Illinois for finding a way to win with a backup quarterback in the game. And multiple injuries in this game. Isaiah yeah. Williams out with a concussion. Taz Nicholson also out with a concussion. Saw a couple of other injuries as well but Illinois found a way to fight through it depth concerning certainly going forward if Tommy's injury is going to keep him out for any length of time it really yeah. doesn't matter if it's no. next week yeah. or two weeks or you know they have a bye after next week's Minnesota game that's a huge concern because we saw the offense really stagnate when Art came in and it's nothing against Art but it just Art's not Tommy there's yeah. a there's a big difference between the offense when Tommy was in the game, and then when you saw what Art was able to do, and Tommy finishes 6 of 11 for 42 yards, Art 13 of 19 for 74, and that one pick had a fumble that was called back. Uh, just It wasn't as clean of a performance. And once again, I want to be fair to Art because he's coming off the bench, his first time playing this year in, mm-hmm. in a major role. And he's playing the number three scoring defense in the country. So that's not an easy task to do, but yet it was not the
0: same offense, Andy, when when Art came in there. No, it wasn't. And Art when he got in was able to lead Illinois to a field goal on that first drive that he was in there. Now they were already past midfield at that point. Uh, but still picked up a fourth down conversion with Brian Hightower. Um kind of got set up. Well, that was behind. a good throw, I will yeah, say. Absolutely. I mean he had some good throws. You could see how things just had to be a little bit slower and things were a little bit slower to process with him in there than than Tommy. And I I think what DeVito has shown through the first four games of the season is how good of a field general he can be. Now, he had some interesting throws against Virginia and things like that, but was able to bounce back. Um, This one, he didn't get really a chance to bounce back after kind of a slow start against Iowa. He had a few throws, but... You know, again and again, six for eleven when you leave. You know, not great. A lot of throws in that first quarter, eleven throws, yeah. which, was, which was kind of surprising. Um, but you you know, Art did what he could, and sometimes that was a deterrent for Illinois. Like that pick in uh, the red zone in the fourth quarter, where it looks like someone is finally going to score a touchdown in this one, and instead it is picked off uh, by uh, I'm forgetting his name right now for Iowa, but. Um, not a great throw. Trying to force it into Pat Bryant, Quinn Schulte. That's right. Uh, trying to force it into Pat Bryant there. Uh, ended up not hurting Illinois in the end because they get the ball right back in the after the punt because the you know interception was at the one yard line. Um, also because Iowa's offense is atrocious. Yeah, and we will get to that <laughs> as well. All of the Illinois offense from today ended up being the red shirt freshman Fabrizio Pinton, and if you had him pegged as someone who was going to win Illinois game this year at the beginning of the year. I would have called you crazy, Uh, but he steps in for the injured Caleb Griffin. Um, Pretty makeable field goals um, all within a a good range. 37 was his longest. He had one from 27 and 36 as well, but got to make them. Iowa missed one to end the first half. And that's why it's a nine, six game instead of a nine, nine game there at the end.
1: Yeah. And, some pressure there still a 36 is not that long sure. of a field goal but yeah. like for the moment that's a lot of pressure and he put it right through the uprights i was standing right underneath the goalposts there and, and he was able to put it through and yeah collect your bingo card if you had fabrizio pan oh, uh maybe even contributing and playing a, a major role and not only like a game but for the win. I mean, that's all the he's points that Illinois they had. Won. I asked him afterwards, I said, how do you kind of comprehend that? And he says, I'm not.
0: Like, I can't. <laughs> he hadn't even wrapped his mind around yeah. it yet
1: that he's the only one that scored for it, Illinois. It was
0: Pinton 9 and Drew Stevens of <laughs> Iowa 6. That's all it, it forget Illinois-Iowa. It's right. the two kickers. And they all just kind of like ran around to get to that point. Yeah, right? exactly. So we will run, around run for
1: 60 minutes to get to the point of, well, we're going to have. Uh, just the kickers game. You know. Five field goals. That's yeah. it, right. Like, just it's just crazy to think about, and yet we kind of knew we had talked in the pregame show that this was a real possibility. That Illinois, oh. I said first to fourteen. Yeah, um, not quite. I, it didn't even have to get to that. First to ten. Yeah. Uh, first to nine was going to be the winner here. I thought it could have really swung a couple of ways. Illinois fortunate oh, that Art Sikowski got
0: down on uh, in the fourth quarter there when he was rolling out. Now I will it's, tell you. I, I will tell you from the TV perspective. I, in real time, was like, "Oh, he's down." Yeah. So, so I know that was different in the stands when they called it a touchdown on the field, but it was more of a sure thing for the people watching. And, and I
1: thought it was too. I was at the field during the entire game today on the field, and my first instinct was, "He's down." Yeah. But then when you watch the replay, it confirmed that. But I also thought that. Because the rest let it play out, yeah. and he fell on the back of the defender. He
0: did, yeah. It all came that down to that That could have forearm. been
1: really cause for concern yeah. there for Illinois. Uh, because unless you got that, you know, inconclusive evidence, like, yeah. man, that could that could have been really tough. Once they got that, though, and the play was reversed, I felt like Illinois got the momentum back. And yet still, throughout the whole time, on the, the feeling on the sideline from Illinois was very confident because their defense— Is giving them confidence. I mean, no touchdowns allowed in home games this
0: season is just insane. I I did say in the pregame show, I'm like, I'm going to keep riding with Illinois' defense until they finally allow a touchdown. And how do you not ride with Chase
1: Brown? 146 yards today on the ground continues his streak now. Seven straight games. Program record. It's just incredible what we're seeing from him. And what this Illinois offense is, you know, able to do going to him 31 times today. Like, that dude needs an ice bath, massage, <laughs> I don't know, like whatever. Yeah. I, I can't imagine Le- taking that many carries and workload. Because it was him. If there's no Chase Brown, Illinois is not winning. Well,
0: let's game. talk about that before we... You know, we keep saying we're going to talk about the defense, but we keep talking about offense. Uh, let's talk about how... Or elector. lack thereof. Lack uh, How do you think Barry Lunny's play calling changed when Art Sidkowski came into the game because we saw Tommy DeVito through less than one quarter had 11 pass attempts. Um, So they were clearly leaning more on that side of the game. And then I kind of saw more as Barry was getting used to art being in there, more of that relying on Chase Brown. And lucky enough, he popped off a a couple of times in the second half, his long of uh, 23 yards on this game. Um, where they were able to do so but you could to me it felt like there was a certain shift in mindset i think there had to be and I,
1: look i'll want to ask barry on monday yeah. you know how you have to go about things is there a different yeah i don't say philosophies i don't know if that's the right word maybe like, terminology is, yeah. is there a different playbook or different yeah. uh can uh tommy do things that art can't in that sense mm-hmm. that allow you to open more all of your playbook up and that, that's how i proceeded today was like there was less that barry felt comfortable doing mm-hmm. with art in the game once again it's not like sitting and rag on art it's just the reality of the talent of of what it is mm-hmm. you know tommy won the job out of camp for a reason and and you felt really really good about what he's been able to do so far and uh, i think there has to be some sort of an adjustment when a backup comes in especially when they're i mean they're not the same player like art and tommy are very very different players yeah uh and and i feel like that yeah some things did change but when you've got chase brown the nation's leading rusher that absorbs a lot of change in that sense because you can just feed him, and they fed him today you know Look, I don't know if it's time to talk about like how many carries he has for the season, like workload, <laughs> all of that kind of stuff. I did think though that Reggie Love the third played pretty well when he came in. He yeah. gave them a spark. Um, felt like he had more than three carries, but maybe that's because he had some nice like attempts at the ball, five yeah. point three average and, and three carries. Um, had a reception and, in and, and there he too. did get that reception in there. Maybe mm-hmm. that's what I'm thinking of. You know, felt like a little bit more, but. I kept wondering, like, are they going to keep feeding Chase here? Like, does he need to blow late?
0: No, yeah. didn't seem like he did, and he just continued to carry the rock. Well, he's still the nation's leading rusher. Blake Corm had a pretty good day. Marshall off this week, so second place not catching up to him. 146 uh, puts him over the 800 mark on the season. Crazy. So he's six games, 800. If he has, uh, you know, we saw him go 200 a couple times last year. If he has one of those special games against Minnesota, he gets a thousand by, uh, by week. Uh, what would that be? Seven by game yeah. seven.
1: Well, and I think it's fair to think, okay, if he has just two more one hundred yard games, he's going to get to a thousand by the end of October. Yeah, I mean, in, in eight games, he's going to be at a thousand, which is really, really remarkable for what he's been able to do. And 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 I mean, just like think about that, Andy. We're talking about the nation's leading rusher and the nation's top defense. Yeah, like, that's why Illinois is relevant. And and I, I'm starting to think they're good. You now you're starting to think they're no, good? like like I think let me put that this way, like <laughs> I think I said last week on the pod that I wanted to like see one more yeah or two more before we started talking about like Big Ten title contention sure. because like they they'd won one game. It's great they'd won at Wisconsin, right? But it's yeah. it's one game. They're still one one in the Big Ten. They mm-hmm. played two um Big Ten games. I want more of a sample size. Yes, do I think this defense is legit? Hundred percent, absolutely. That proved it once again today. I'm talking as a whole, like if Illinois can compete with Minnesota or beat them, and they beat them last year in Minneapolis. Yeah, like let's. Yeah, I think Illinois is legit. Like as as a whole, I'll be more of a believer in that sense. But I think they're gonna be ranked. I had to be about. Where where would you put them at?
0: I. That's a good question. I didn't think they were. They were close last week but you still have your florida states your lsu's that were four and one last week i haven't seen the full breakdown of what happened today i know lsu lost there were, uh, i think we a few other one loss teams i think kansas is still ahead of them um kansas state win there maybe they were off i'm no, trying to think i'm they, trying to kansas state played i'm trying to think of one loss teams um they're they're right there to, to well, it, you think they're gonna be ranked or no no, no, I don't think so. There's a lot of teams right there that I think are, are going to clog things up. If we put it in perspective, last week or I, you know, this week, they ended up 36th. Was kind of the way that you break it down in the country. They had six votes. Two voters had them at 25. One had them at 21. Okay. I,
1: I think they're going to be ranked. You do? Yeah, I'm going to so, put them at like 23.
0: So they own oh, that would you know end the nation's 24. longest power five top 25 drought if they do get in. Which I'm, I'm going to say
1: 24. I'll lock okay. that in. Locking I think it to be twenty five. I
0: in. think they'll miss it in the drought lasts one more week. But uh, imagine that holding the the longest power five top 25 drought for one week. <laughs> Kansas gave it to you for one week and then you already uh, gave it to. I think Rutgers is right behind them. Um, nice. Ew. Anyways, let's talk about the defense. Uh, we've been alluding to it all, all podcasts so far. Kansas uh, State won a Barnburner 2, 10-9 over Iowa State. Oh, boy. Would Illinois pass them in the rankings then? I don't know. Probably not after this. Kansas State still has that Oklahoma, even though they look oh, not great. Oklahoma. Yeah. Wowzers. Not great. Uh, defense. Would you? Who, who could imagine the number one scoring defense and number three scoring defense in the nation had a Barnburner like this? Uh, what a game for... Illinois and Iowa played really good, of course, as well. Considering they only gave up nine points in this game, combined between the two teams, eighteen—excuse me, seventeen tackle for losses in this one. Uh, Iowa did not record a sack, uh, so Illinois able to protect their QB. Illinois, on the other hand, five sacks on Spencer Petrus. Uh, let's go down. Seth Coleman had two of them. One sack for Keith Randolph. Uh, uh, Tariq Barnes, and then you're gonna have to help me with this name, Brett. Never said it out loud. You want me to to go for yeah, it? Yeah, go for it. Uh, Kanena Odaluga oh, got it right. All right, Kanena Odaluga. Odaluga. He had a big sack late. Out. He d- sure did. Uh, sealed the win. He got some time in there. I think they were getting real tired at the end. Uh, in the third quarter, Illinois possessed the ball for just over five minutes because uh, they had two three and outs, and then uh, they had a three minute drive. But uh, they were getting a little bit tired, but. Man, more of that bend but don't break kind of through the whole
1: game. Crazy what this defense has been able to do. I think Darkangelo got banged up late. Yeah, uh, is what I kind of got a feeling for out of that. And so that forced Kanina in there. Uh, that's a Bilama recruit, the guy that came in last year and mm. uh looks the part. Certainly, thirty nine, I believe, is number. Um, 38, That'd be correct. Thirty eight or thirty nine in your program. Thirty nine. Um, there, there you go. If you're keeping score at home, and. Uh, look, the fact that Jerzon Newton, uh, formerly known as Johnny, currently <laughs> uh, they call him Jerzon too over the loudspeaker. Like, he just wants to go by Johnny. He goes by both. Like, yeah, whatever. I don't. I don't know that he really cares. Making stuff <laughs> up here. Uh, like you've got your top tacklers. I thought Keith Randolph had another great game. Only three tackles, but added a sack and a tackle for loss and one and a half in there. And,
0: those guys are balling out. They man. plug so many holes in that front four. It, it's just impossible for opposing teams.
1: And Tariq Barnes, uh, really nice game for him today. Five tackles, one and a half tackles for loss, and a sack. Like he's he's really come in strong there. Like the stuff is not even getting to the second level. Like that's yeah. that's the craziness about it. When you've got Keith and Johnny in there, and the law firm is eating everything up. <laughs> like you know, the, the stuff's not even getting to linebackers a lot of time. You know, in fact, the fact that defensive tackle has been leading the team in tackles is insane. Like, that just does not happen very often. And so, uh, look, really, really impressive stuff once again. We can't, like, harp this enough. You, you know, you watch the game. was just bad, man. Like, nothing creative. Didn't feel like a threat at all. Petrus, I don't know how many balls he bounced off the ground. He had guys wide open and, like, could not make the throw. Um, I wouldn't have anything special in the backfield. Like I just, I was not impressed by them. And I've watched a couple of their games. It's just like, they're, they're not very good. I mean, it's crazy to think like in our whole life, Iowa has been Mm -hmm. good
0: oh yeah, and they're not, it's, it's pretty crazy. I think we also need to give credit to the secondary for giving those guys upfront time to get to the quarterback. And I mean, you know, we know they're good at plugging those lanes. Quan Martin and Kendall Smith, Sidney Brown. Uh, I know Taz didn't have uh, the game that he wanted to because he left early with that concussion. Uh, Devin Witherspoon, just all these guys. And Terrell Jennings, I think, played pretty good in his time when he came in for Nicholson. Um, it was, I feel like it's kind of his first real action in that secondary um, since transferring in over the offseason. Uh, but... Just balling out again, and then Matthew Bailey, of course, seals it with that interception uh, towards the end of the game. And everything's clicking uh, on this Illinois defense. We still have yet to see a team truly challenge them, besides that Indiana game, where, for the most part, before the final drive, they had it in check. Yeah, I mean, 70 yards on that final
1: Drive in the second half, you know, coming into it, and they give up 75 in on the one drive, you know, in two minutes in Indiana. That's been the outlier, though. Every yeah. other game has been very, very good for this Illinois defense, and and they certainly have and should have earned the trust of a lot of nation in that sense because they're playing with a ton of confidence. And you're right, the secondary is is playing well. The thing that I like, Andy, that I I really took away from tonight is just their aggressiveness. Yeah. And we've talked about that before, but, like, Tariq timed up some really nice blitzes tonight. I was able to get through the line very, very easily a couple of times for his one sack there that he had. Had a couple other pressures as well. Like, they trust Ryan Walters to put them in position to blitz at the right time, Mm -hmm. and they're just aggressive. And, And that's something we haven't seen in Illinois in a long time. And, and I think the players are responding to that. That you know, Walters is going to put them in a great
0: spot, and they got to go out there and make the plays. And by and large, they've been doing that. Seeing Ryan Walters on the side, I haven't done that yet. Uh, just like being in the press box, because you can, you don't really have the chance to look at certain things or just people watch when when you're shooting the game. Watching Ryan Walters when he's coaching defense is an experience. The way that he's animated and running up and down the sideline and everything, like, he's into it. And, you know, I know he's in all these rumors to be a head coach somewhere, but, like, he's not going to be able to do that as a head coach. So I'm enjoying getting the chance to see it now uh, because it is truly, truly fascinating uh, just how he's been able to turn that defense around when he got here, because clearly it had the pieces. A lot of these guys weren't on the team uh, under the previous coaching staff. Yeah. Like these guys are lovely recruits. Yeah. The pieces ran
1: off Johnny Kendall. Like all these guys are lovely guys
0: pieces were there. It's just the coaching and the scheme that has really unlocked something with all these guys. Uh, and now the key is going to be to continue it. And I think Illinois has done a pretty good job in recruiting so far, but I guess we'll see the dividends of that, you know, paying off in uh, a few years. So, on to Minnesota, Brett. Uh, Illinois five and one. Like I said, best start since two thousand eleven. Uh, that year they started six and zero, and then lost six straight, and then won the bowl game. So they get to six and one. It's seven and one the week after that. They they could have their best start since we have to go way back. Not even the Rose Bowl year because they got no. a couple of early losses on that season as well. Um, but it's a little bit ahead if we focus on the Golden Gophers <laughs> yeah. here. It's the last game before their second bye coming up, and it's such an important game in this division title race. You mentioned that you needed to give yourself one more game, one more win before you started talking about, you know, a possible division title here. It's possible. They're in first place right now, as we say, exactly at the 50- Percent mark of the way through the season.
1: Illinois two and one tied with Purdue, and how about Nebraska two and one? Yeah, surprising, but so far. If you look at their wins, (laughs) yes, Indiana and Rutgers. So, uh, you know, Uh, no, they beat um Northwestern, or no, no, they lost to Northwestern. Wow, how about that? Illinois has a two turns. Illinois has a two and zero record against the division. Think about that. Nebraska should be three and zero. Yeah, in Big Ten, they should have won that game against Northwestern. Yeah, that's that's insane right uh so <laughs> two and one illinois purdue nebraska don't expect nebraska to stay there very long uh, i i think purdue could do some damage I, they're think they're, okay. I think they're the sneaky team to win the west they had a weird loss against syracuse yeah. they they stood in had that game that was close
0: yeah and they stayed in there with penn state too all the way until the very end yep. um i'm trying to remember uh, their one division win right now is minnesota um which is a great win in it's it's it's, it's a great win um, they they picked up a good win against Maryland today. Um, I think Maryland's the better team there, but if Purdue gets you the way that it wants you to play, they can muck it up real oh, good and they can make it real tough on you. And that's yeah. what they did against and the Terps. Purdue's gonna
1: chuck it across the yard like they're you know
0: exactly. It's, it's what they're
1: gonna do and what Brom's gonna do. He's gonna throw the ball. Minnesota one and one. How about Wisconsin and Iowa both
0: one and two? The powers. The Big Ten? Think Crazy. about think about how many. I don't think... Did Minnesota win the Big Ten West when they had their really good year a few years ago? The, no, I don't think Minnesota's the played it in only Indian. The only Big Ten West winners are Wisconsin, Iowa, Northwestern, the last three teams in the Big Ten West right now. I mean, think about that. Like, Nebraska's the, made it to Indy, but it wasn't the West yet. It was the leaders and legends still. Rip. Let's, RIP. let's not bring those back ever no. again. Um, yeah, I mean... Is the tide turning, Andy? I don't know. Uh, That's too actually, early to say that, I guess. I, I think so, but I think these, you would think the, the the basement dweller Big Ten West teams are proving they're not the same teams anymore. And I think it's been a lack of adjustment by those teams that usually win the Big Ten West. Yeah, and we've got to throw in Nebraska, or Northwestern
1: in there as well. Northwestern has gone twice to Andy. Yeah, I, that's what I said. Wisconsin, yeah, yeah, yeah. Iowa, Northwestern, oh, yeah, okay. all at the bottom. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, like, that's pretty crazy that, you know, those have been your teams dating back to 2014 that, that have been there. And wow.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Illinois has a chance. Let's, it, let's put it, it that way. Well, it's, like, just, I, it's the division's best chance ever to have a yeah. different one of those three teams go, I'd say. And I don't know how long divisions are going to be here. It's so, true. like, if you're going to do it, you better do it. It could be the last chance for yeah. any of these teams to make it to the Big Ten title Correct. game. Yeah, because
1: if there's no divisions, you're just going to see a Michigan-Ohio State, Michigan-Penn State, Ohio State-Penn State. You know what I mean? Like You're Every just going to get it out of the East, yeah. the two top teams, and and it's just going to be that going forward. So uh, an opportunity certainly is there. What's the Minnesota line going to be? Minnesota Everybody, on a bye this week.
0: The Minnesota line is going to be Illinois- Minus two, I liked okay. your I liked what you said on the pregame show when you guys were kind of predicting it ahead of time. Uh, neutral site, I still think Minnesota is favored. I would agree with that. I do think though that this
1: win and how they did it with the defense is going to affect that a little bit. I'll say that they're going to try and try and get a three and a half again. Do you think so? Yeah, yeah. Tonight, I think I think they're going to try and push that out and and try and get some Minnesota money on that. That would be my yeah. guess. Going into it, uh, just looking at it right now. What is the
0: total going to be? Oh
1: man, like I think it'll be in the thirties again. Yeah, man, unders Don't in the thirties
0: and under in the thirty hits. That's yeah, disgusting.
1: Uh, under twenty hit like that's <laughs> insane.
0: Uh, this is this is some service academy God, totals goodness. here. I'll, I'll I'll put it at like thirty nine. Minnesota can score, yeah, which is why I think the streak of not allowing a touchdown probably ends next week. Yeah. Uh, I I had confidence in this week because I knew Iowa was bad. Um yeah. So Minnesota, man, you know they have that bye week to prepare for Illinois. It's going to be a weird one. And if Tommy DeVito, yeah. you you yeah, hope he's able I, to go.
1: I guess that's a big factor into that too. Yeah. What that opens up at with Tommy's uncertainty, like did did Brett maybe. Bielema
0: talk about it at all post game?
1: No, he just I clarified that it was his ankle and. Uh, he just said he didn't know, so I mean it's pretty much that's going to be a Monday update, and we'll see where that goes from there. But um, yeah, with with Art in there, I could see that being like a even like a pick them in that sense. Sure, uh, if if Tommy doesn't play, and we'll have to see this week. I mean, I, I do think that changes a lot for Illinois if if it is Art. So, Absolutely, uh, we'll see how that plays out. But you know, Illinois. Have, Feeling pretty good. Uh, I'm not going to doubt that. Like, you know, making some history, doing more things that haven't been done in a long time. And you know this meant a lot to Bielema to beat his alma mater. Oh,
0: own modern, so, 100%. He know. was 3-3 three and three against Iowa in his career coming into into the game. So he's done it before. It's been a while since mm-hmm. he's done it, you know, since he left Wisconsin to go to Arkansas. But it's got to feel good every time you're able to do it. No doubt about that.
1: Because it just shows progress. Absolutely. You know? uh, I, I thought it was interesting afterwards, too. Bielema said... That he had told Josh Whitman, like, hey, you're getting the best version of me. Yeah. Which is a, like retro perspective to all of what <laughs> Bielema's gone through and, you know, peeling back a little bit of like, hey, uh, what I imagine it to be. I've, I've gone through a lot of stuff mm-hmm. and I'm better now for it type of thing. And you I think know? that's
0: true. When, when he uh, We're going real macro uh, on this podcast right now. But if we think back to when he was hired, there were so many questions about. This is the guy that fizzled out at Arkansas and bolted from Wisconsin when an SEC job opened up. But he has shown he's grown as a coach as a person since uh since then and he has become I think he's not even at his final form of coaching yet, I would say.
1: Yeah. And
0: and I think he would tell you that too. He just
1: doesn't always say it in those, you know, exact type of words. So for him to say that tonight you know that it, that just tells me that it means more. You know, what I mean, yeah. he like he can say it's not about me, and and it, you know, I, I don't think in all honesty he wants it to be about him in that sense. He wants it to be about his team, but he's human, yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah. I mean, your history defines you, and and uh, I don't think he has any bad blood at Iowa, um, or like anyone in Iowa necessarily doesn't like him. Yeah, but like maybe at Wisconsin, like <laughs> I, mean, I don't know. There is bad blood there, yeah, up north, but like. Uh, you know this this will mean a lot for him and uh, it meant a lot for his program with 44910 announced to see it' they over, get over 50 next week I was gonna ask you uh, the same so, question. Yeah, I'll go yeah 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 I, I think they're gonna get over 50 It's an 11 is the biggest game. attendance since announced attendance North Carolina since 2016 so mm-hmm. uh, I, I think they'll break that next week and it was pretty electric in there. I, I will say today that like, that was the loudest I've heard it in a long long long
0: time. get your aerial shots uh next week. Yeah. It's gonna be a packed house to try to replace some of those photos yeah. with with UNC. I think they're sick and tired of using those same yeah, ones. I, I, I think so. Alright, before we go, I'm gonna ask you, Brett, uh five and one, have the chance to be bull eligible with a win against Minnesota. What's gonna be the one storyline next week going into the game? Well I think all of our reports will be on Tommy
1: DeVito's health. Yeah. Um I think that's gonna be huge going in Isaiah Williams, as well, can they get some some of these guys back? Uh, that's going to be a story. and they stayed relatively healthy all year, other than Ezekiel Holmes' injury, mm-hmm. just some knickknack stuff. Like I think that's they've been fortunate so far to not have serious injuries because there's not much depth in certain positions, and so mm-hmm. uh, we'll see if that plays out. But you know, Minnesota's been a better program, another opportunity to you know show that Illinois is on the rise and to try you know we spent so much time talking about these revenge games yeah you know they lose at iowa last year they lose to wisconsin last year getting shut out they you know lose to virginia they've they've amended all of these revenge games well this is a game that they won last year it's the first one that they've won last year i think that is also a storyline too of how they handle that and now that the game's at home uh you can think all you want about pj fleck he's uh, definitely a character. He's a different type of guy, not my cup of tea, but he's a winner, and, and he's won a lot of games. And so, uh, we'll see what happens. It should be fun at Memorial Stadium next Saturday, 11 a.m. kick. And uh, if they can win that one and head into a by six and one, already clinching bowl eligibility. Wow! Like, I look. I think the perspective already has to change for the season. Like at this point now, at five and one, Andy, if you don't win eight games. Like I think that's pretty disappointing with what's left on your schedule. Michigan State's bad, yeah. Nebraska's not good, and you, you would still, you still got and Northwestern. Northwestern is terrible. So like, if if that is my bar at this point, like if it's, if it's not to eight at this point, then that's pretty disappointing for yeah. for what they have. And you're set up to have what could be a very very special season, something that has not happened in a really really long time. Yeah, well you, really long time.
0: you hope to win those three that you mentioned. You think that maybe you can get one, maybe if you can get both of Minnesota Purdue, that's nuts. And if that, you get both Minnesota and Purdue, you're gonna likely win the West. Yeah, because you're gonna hold tiebreakers over yeah. everyone else. Like that is what we're talking about yeah. right now. At this, that's nuts. Yeah, that's if, crazy. If they
1: do win next week against Minnesota, and you know, you're going to Nebraska to finish out October. Yeah. I think that bar goes up. Like it, you're going to, if you're not winning nine at that point, then, you know, which would be the most since the Rose bowl season in 2007. Like craziness. Right. Um, yeah. So you never know. Like they're setting themselves up very, very, very well. And uh, you got, I feel like there's one more hurdle, right? This, this Minnesota yeah. hurdle, before it does ease up a little bit, and, you you know, they're going to have to come ready to play, obviously, but, like, you know, Michigan State's not Iowa's defense. Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> um, you know, and that's pretty – got to be pretty exciting. You know, Nebraska is just not good. Mm-hmm. Um, and you're going to get back-to-back weeks there against programs that are not very good before you come home and face a Purdue team that, you know, that could be for the Big Ten title. Could be. For, for the West, so. Crazy are, times, man. We
0: are getting so ahead of ourselves. What, what are we doing here with crazy times? Yeah, Illinois that, football. Are we got, talking
1: about Illinois football?
0: Doesn't seem like it, Whew. does it? All right. Well, uh, Brett, appreciate it. Uh, you at home listening, thanks for thanks for spending part of your hopefully Sunday. Hopefully, no one's still up on Saturday. This, we're it is at Sunday. 108. It is Sunday. It's still my Saturday to me. Uh, thanks for spending part of your post game. However, you're reliving this Illini game with us for more content and go to wcia.com you can see Brett Bielema's entire postgame press conference see what his comments were after his team gets the nine to six win over Iowa I feel like that's a score bug we're gonna see on Twitter for quite <laughs> a long time as a joke uh was a fun one Brett uh ex- exciting times with Illinois football Uh, We will be back uh, later today, depends on when you're listening to this, for the Sunday No Huddle with Robert Rosenthal coming up in your feed. And then we will be back in your feed once again next week after the Minnesota game on Saturday. So, again, thanks for listening so much. For Brett, I'm Andy. We will talk to you soon.